0: welcome to do the right thing your weekly writing prompt podcast i'm alexandra and i'm jarvis jarvis and i are two literal train wrecks uh walking around and we want to send a message to the lord and the blood of our of our passengers
1: Mm -hmm. so to send this this proper message well first we have to figure out how to write so we are issuing a challenge each week, we sit down and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. And then we come on the podcast, we read a story, we talk about what we learned in writing it, and
0: then we talk about stories sent in by you wonderful listeners. One hundo percento.
1: We're simply here to help you do the right thing.
0: A doof, a doof media, doof media production. production. Do y'all like how how we spice it up every week? I I think we're super... Um, I think the innovation on this podcast, on episode 98 of this podcast, I think that's what really,
1: really uh, brings up to new heights. Oh, one. I mean, like, if you really think about it, if we look back to our first episode, we had no spice and or gusto. You know, we were just kids, right? Just kids. (laughs) And now we're not kids, not kids, slightly older kids. I don't think we did
0: not start. We've been doing this for how long? like we okay it was
1: sophomore year i know this for effect.
0: i think it was i think it's actually been two years because yeah, it, it's yeah been two
1: years.
0: because because it certainly wasn't in 2020 that's for sure Yeah, no, no it was also in, it in, would yeah it
1: would make sense because if we do this weekly and we have 99 episodes that's 99 that's, weeks fuck wow damn
0: <laughs> <laughs> someone put a stop to us no um yeah no we've been doing this um Two years, our our anniversary of our of, of making the Twitter account at least, uh, passed a bit ago. Oh um, wow!
1: And uh, this is episode ninety eight. My my goodness. I know what what else can we do? I mean, we've we've done it all. <laughs> we've we've read. We've wrote stories. We've um, read
0: we've wrote stories. And we talked about them. And, and maybe them and maybe and maybe we learned a little something along the way. Mm hmm.
1: Now, maybe that's what we should talk is, about
0: on episode 100 is, is what is the thing, what is the one thing we learned along the way?
1: Yeah. You know, we can talk about if we've actually gotten better as writers.
0: Do you think doing the right thing was doing the right thing?
1: I think doing the right thing was doing a thing that became writer as time went on. Interesting. Mm hmm. Yes, yes, yes. But back on the, but going deeper. <laughs> I said a seizure, Jesus.
0: No. I lo- well the problem is I mean it would've been fine if you were just chill about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh going deeper into what this episode is about. This deeper is episode into it. You're right. Deeper, even deeper. This is episode 98 part 2 because last week's episode was supposedly a mixture of 97 and and 98 so this is the official 98 and the topic is disaster that's right
0: um I read the story this week um I feel like Ooh. I haven't for like a month that's probably somewhat correct actually <laughs> um, but I'm looking forward to it it just ended up just being um a, a pretty like normalish sweet story not that deep but um okay what I uh, think it's, uh, I think uh, it's a words. pleasant read uh nice. all the words but that you student. use
1: block warm peace and student
0: but uh so all of them but student but um i think the characters are students so it kind of cancels out
1: mm, i see so you've basically used all of them i you basically stu- them stu- the
0: students people. are there in spirit just mm. like um i was gonna there was gonna be a joke there about like like uh like a students that, like, had died and their spirits lived on, I was going to, like, name a school that's, like, known for having, like, uh, a... <laughs> okay, just for the record, I'm thinking, like, a university, and I'm thinking, like, historically. Oh, okay. I'm not talking about, like, anything within the last at least half century. That was not... Okay, all right. But, common, um, yeah, I was thinking, yeah. like, like I don't know, a, a, a university that was known for, like, getting hit by the plague real hard or something. Mm. But um, that's... Um, you could just picture that I uh said yeah. said a really funny thing that was like a little dark but not that dark, you know?
1: Yeah, I am I am thinking that you had said uh U T. Um and then you would play the uh, footage of that guy that was in that um watchtower with the sniper. Doc
0: oh, that's fuck Christ. Well <laughs> no, that's not what I I wasn't thinking about that.
1: Yeah. Little little tangent, uh my grandmother was there when that happened. Oh fuck yeah like, like she was on the campus for some reason I don't know because she never went to college I don't think um
0: but yeah interesting interesting Interesting. I wonder yeah. why she was there uh, while we're trading um parents at universities that had school shootings at the time that they were there um my uh, my dad was at the um, uh, he he was at the university where that one um guy came into the classroom and, and killed all the women in there. I forget in, in Canada. I don't know I f- about this. Oh I, yeah, I, I've you've heard probably about heard this. of it, but I, I I don't quite remember which uni- university it is. But yeah, he was at the university when it happened, not in that classroom, but at the university. So
1: that's crazy. So like, did he ever go into like sort of like the lockdown I imagine. Pro- procedures?
0: No, they probably were not quite as developed as they are now. So. <laughs> probably
1: not, because you know, I mean, who would think, right? That just seems so crazy. Like this is a place of of learning. Why is your gun here?
0: Um, America, America. Fuck yeah! So okay, we're, a. Um, we're kind of the best. We're kind of the best. We're number one in uh, school shootings. We're number one in obesity. Obesity. Some other stuff. Number
1: sixteen in education. Um,
0: we're pretty high in income inequality. I don't quite yeah. know what the ratio is, but. It's pretty it's great. Probably
1: like one to two.
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: I could just get into my story. Um, yes, please do. Um, I didn't name it, but uh, I'm gonna name it right now. I'm gonna name it a scene I imagined uh, during the the Snowpocalypse in Texas in 2021 that I imagined was kind of pleasant, but didn't happen um, with these people specifically.
1: Okay, nice. Can't That's wait the title. to hear it. Oh, and where can I read this? If you haven't uh, posted, it, it, I haven't,
0: but oh, I can cool. share it with you if you're well, No, so no, it's impatient it's and greedy. I can listen. And I can listen. You just can't fucking like just wait a minute, just hear it. But whatever,
1: um, manage people and
0: links.
1: I'm a very good listener.
0: Ready for round three. She whispered as sensually as possible into Maya's ear. Maya blushed and pushed Alyssa away. Stop that. Just because you get me flustered does not mean you're going to win, especially if you keep picking Sub Zero. I just think he's really cool. Maya groaned. You are such a geek. Listen, I don't need any more reminders of the cold, okay? Alyssa scooched over and snuggled into Maya. Then she took Maya's jacket and unzipped it, ignoring her protests, and wrapped the insides of the jacket around her, zipping it up from the inside. What are you- Oh my god, Maya said, as Alyssa snuggled into position, her hands sticking out the bottom of the jacket. It was a big jacket, one of Maya's fathers from the back of the closet, but it was still not meant for two people. Maya sputtered Alyssa's hair out of her mouth. Warm enough? Alyssa asked. She hit start on the game. I can't believe you having to resort to dirty tactics to- Hey! The match started and Alyssa moved her head to block Maya's view. I'm warning you, this this is not fair, Alyssa cackled while mashing B. The screen went black with a whoo, and the little sounds of power, the dull roar of the heater, the intimate knocks of the pipes, even the most imperceptible whine of the light bulbs vanished as fast as the light did. There was silence, broken only by the occasional rasp of the wind outside and the sound of their breathing. It was peaceful, even while the outside pressed inward. Alyssa sighed, leaning back into her girlfriend. There it goes again. Bye-bye heater, Maya said. Alyssa looked back at her. I feel bad for all the people left alone right now. They don't have a cute girl to warm their jacket. Excuse me, this is not your jacket, Maya said, offended. Then why am I wearing it, Alyssa wiggled. This would really suck if I didn't have you. I hope your dad's okay, Maya said. It was kind of a non-sequitur. Alyssa frowned. Yeah, he's fine, probably putting those wilderness survival skills to work, probably yelling at my mom in the process. You're not worried about them? She sighed, looking up out the window. The snow was a good few inches up the window, frost extending some ways beyond that. Already the room was feeling colder without the heater on. It was nice inside the jacket, though. Maya's breathing was slow, but soft. Her chest was warm against Alyssa's back, breathing, pressing against her, in sync and out of sync with her own breathing. They don't worry about me, except in the ways that hurt me so no i'm sorry maya said softly i didn't mean to bring it up it's okay Alyssa shrugged and the motion strained the jacket maya's jacket of her dad that she probably missed a heck of a lot suddenly Alyssa felt restrained uncomfortable too hot she undid the zipper a little fast and forceful When she saw Maya's concerned expression, Alyssa smiled and zipped Maya back up. There, warm. Keep cozy for me, she said as she stood. The cool air of the apartment was nice, refreshing, though it was a reminder that they'd only have the heat for so long before it was all sapped out into the cold. Where are you going? Outside, Alyssa said, pulling off a short house sock and pulling on a long one for her boots. Hey, wait, No. Maya got up, blankets falling to the floor. Alyssa imagined all that trapped heat escaping into the air and then being sucked outdoors, wasted. "'I just want to go outdoors. Take a walk. It's no big deal.' "'Alyssa, no. It's freezing outside, and you're upset.' "'Maya knelt down and put her hands on Alyssa's shoulders. "'Talk to me. Why do you want to leave?' "'Alyssa shook her head. Was she upset?' She had to think about it, do those things her therapist told her, actually pay attention to what she was feeling. Annoying, but she let out the breath. Um, I guess I feel a little trapped. Feels better to face it than hide and be all stuck and tight and- Hun, it's alright, but going outside in the snow isn't really facing it, is it? Alyssa shook her head in response. Maya's face was full of concern, her brown eyes studying Alyssa's every feature to try to better understand how her girlfriend was feeling. Suddenly, Alyssa felt awful. I'm sorry. What for? I'm sorry I'm being like this, going back and forth. I don't want you to feel like you have to walk on eggshells around me. Alyssa hugged herself. That's how it was around my dad. I don't want to be him. Different, but the same. Hey, hey, it's okay. It's not a good time, right? It's cold. We haven't had any really tasty meals for a bit. Tomorrow doesn't feel like it's going to be better. Our game was just shut off mid-match, and it just reminded you of a really harsh conversation. And you lost three games in a row with no chance of re- of a rematch. Maya added as a joke. Softer, she finished. It's okay to be upset. Not when it constantly leads to fights. Is this a fight? Maya asked, an eyebrow raised. Was it? It felt like one. Alyssa felt tense, guilty, but they weren't shouting. You're not mad at me? No, of course not, hun. Okay. Okay. See, it's okay. You're safe. I'm safe. We're gonna stay warm and when the power comes on i'm gonna lock in a third win and ban you from using sub-zero yeah Alyssa put on a show of brightening and hey i don't think i didn't notice you missing those tasty meals that's more you than me you know i'm happy eating nothing but ramen for days on end and i heard that tummy grumbling or more accurate to say i felt it she poked maya in the tummy Maya's mouth hung open. Hey, she rubbed her tummy. It's not my fault we waited to eat till after the power went out again. Come on, Alyssa headed to the pantry. I had half a plan involving the beans and the random cans you have. I'm sure we can do something fun with it. And the stove still works. All right, all right, Maya said. You okay? Alyssa embraced her girlfriend and gave her a little kiss. Yeah, I am. I'm good right here. She tried to break away to get cooking, but Maya kept a hold on her. You're warm, Maya said, buried into Alyssa's chest. Alyssa smiled. Maya was warm too.
1: All right, so I uh, really dig this this story. I think it's uh fair, I think it's fairly cute for uh, most of it, and I really do like how you. Get a good understanding of this relationship that 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 we do see here, and the um and kind of how the snow could force them to really talk about it. So I guess I already probably know the um answer the answer to this. But what was your inspiration for wanting to uh, create these the, these characters in this situation? Um. So the
0: writing process was basically I wanted to. It, the theme was disasters and i had in mind obviously the the disaster that happened mm-hmm. very recently The, the big um, one, yeah and i remember you know thinking about during that time about like how nice it would be to be with another human being and mm-hmm. like it, almost almost they, it would turn into a pleasant experience of like you're you're with someone that you really love and um like yes the outside is is cold and and uh you're experiencing some bad times um with uh not having the food you want not being able to, to cook how you want your your normal life interrupted but you're with someone that you really care about so mm-hmm. it kind of turns out okay um and so that's how it started and then basically as i went i was just kind of just riffing off of uh, characters and off of just phrases that come to my mind um mm-hmm. off of like you know I- experiences and past relationships and stuff um I definitely feel like there's there's a lot more I could have done, and I feel mm-hmm. like if I were to go back, I would definitely like make this a lot more poetic by tying in stuff about how about the like outside pressures of the snow and um, you know the the strange relationship between Alyssa and her and her parents, and um, there would just be a lot more um, you know themes and and things of that nature rather than just like the cute story. Yeah. But I still feel like it was... I mean, I I put out a story, so it counts for yeah. something. Yeah,
1: and I mean, really, I think it is a really great basis for something larger. You know, I mean, I enjoy how it does start off with this very relatable, cute uh, scene of uh, someone picking sub, sub-zero and always winning, because sub-zero in most Mortal Kombat games is a fairly broken character, but we all love him. Um, but yeah, I... I just really do like how it started with this very cute space. And then we delve further into possible problems within the relationship while also giving us backstory within the uh, the family. You know, like like I like I really liked the um, part when uh, the uh, the point of view character started to sort of think about their uh, mother and um, father and and how they are probably getting getting uh, getting into it. Uh, and just sort of you kind of see how that how that affects them and also how that changes the current con the current conversation, you know So I so I think yeah, there are like a lot of really great parts with within this. Uh, and of course it, it ends in a very cute place. Um, so yeah, and I mean you were uh, you were just talking about what you would do differently on a uh, on a second go. Is there anything? Is there anything specific that you feel is, like, really lacking for uh, for you? And if so, how would you sort of go about changing that?
0: Um, I feel like it's, like, kind of, like, there's one brick placed off of uh, the whole, like, emotional conflict. Um, like, there's, like, there's a, a hint of it. Yeah. And you can kind of imagine, like, where it would go. But most of the the emotional journey and stuff isn't there. And, and like, the process was that I would come up with a line. I would put it down. And then you know, the, got close to my deadline, and I kind of just had to connect the dots that I did have, mm. um, without extending them all the way out to where I would want them to go. Um, but definitely, I would. Ex- I, I I think I would add a lot more of the not not just like the background problem of um, you know her her parents, but extend that into the their relationship of yeah. Um, it, you know, these are a lot of. Um, stuff that has appeared in some of my relationships you know they're like the the sort of cycles that people get stuck in of like like the Alyssa struggle there of um uh I I didn't quite extend it all the way out but of um wanting to knowing getting upset and then feeling guilty about expressing that on someone else but also Mm -hmm. then like feeling guilty about that too about um like the get, the getting more upset part is is not helping and, and then feeling more upset about that and not being able to like handle that guilt yeah. and then of course like her comparing herself to her parents and maybe their relationship as well and reflecting on that yeah and um maybe ending somewhere i was like definitely even more so portraying this as like like a very flawed person and maybe mia is also like a flawed person in a different way um Mm-hmm. But maybe ending still on a on a hopeful note. But maybe like, with a greater understanding of what the rockiness is.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, I, yeah, I mean, and and that was present. I mean, this this idea of this this guilt, which you know, of course, is something that I wish you had the uh, proper time to um go into more. I um all, I almost have this possible I idea of maybe this story starting. A, a bit later you know like mm-hmm. maybe while they are actually cooking dinner um because it it really did feel like in the beginning that you know it's it's the starting up of a car right you are getting the the ball rolling with these sort of with these characters but there really isn't that um driving force you know that could sure. that could possibly get me to to go to the you know next page um but yeah i mean i think if you definitely did have more more time this this could be something really strong because i mean i felt these these sort of these sort of conflict within each each character and you do have this um really nice uh uh, uh, uh ability um when you do read out out loud to bring these characters to life and give them like a really strong voice and it's also very uh apparent within your uh writing it's itself so yeah I-, I just hope if you do choose to um to like go back on that that you do stick to your guns because the way that you write dialogue is really strong
0: Well, thank you um yeah if i was gonna something that was coming to mind is like if i hadn't had maya stop her before she goes out like if mm-hmm. um Alyssa actually had basically stormed out and Am I has to chase after her and that's like a whole conflict of like, hey, why are you going off in the cold and like this yeah, is kinda of ridiculous? Outside, yeah. yeah, and then and building off of that, I think might have been um a a better way to, to increase the stakes a little bit more and have that that driving force.
1: Mm, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well cool. I think I have uh two more big, big questions. One sure. is when it came to to writing this, of course, we all have our struggles. But what was the biggest struggle for for you when it came to cranking out this this piece? Was it time? Was it content? Yeah, it's it's
0: mostly just writer's block stuff of mm-hmm. like getting distracted by literally anything. Um, but once I had it down, like, um, I, I've talked about this plenty of times, so I don't want to like. I'll just, like, call back to all the other times I've talked about, like, uh, putting down whatever felt right was a lot better than, than like, having to slog through every little bit, mm-hmm. and then going back and connecting those bits was a lot better. Yeah. What, what, it, what it was funny is that, like, I would be writing one section and then have a thought of, like, oh, this would be really good to to put in later and then thinking about oh my gosh i'd have to write so much in between here and there right mm-hmm. and so i'd press enter twice and then I, i'd leave the thought and then maybe i'd like continue off of there and then when i went back to connect them i realized there was i actually could have just like the the difference between these two sections is literally like one line or not even one like it was it, they were fine next to each other mm-hmm. so just something funny of like the the imagined difficulty of what i need to put in is a lot higher than um than the reality of it
1: oh yeah i uh i uh definitely feel that and i mean (laughs) i don't know how you would i mean i think it is smart to to write down what you what you want to write so that you do keep the um the ball rolling um but no that is very uh very uh interesting that uh, that those lines could also reside right like right next to each each other but you don't like uh pick up on that till later Mm -hmm. um yeah and i think i guess the the last and most crucial question is after doing the right thing for the 99th time uh what if anything new have you learned from this experience
0: um i just need to get back into it more practice that that, Mm -hmm. that's basically
1: it yeah practice does make perfect (laughs) does it is that is that how the well, is, ha- is that how it goes? I mean, the hope is that by doing practice, you get better. But, you know, there is like the, Someone the, should do a podcast the concept, the idea of, of perfect doesn't really exist. But that's a that's whole very other true situation. That's very true. <laughs>
0: we should uh, strike perfect from the dictionary.
1: hmm. Make it just in imperfect in or semi no perfect. We should
0: change the part. word perfect to just mean pretty good.
1: Oh, well, yeah. Like good enough, Satis- yeah. s- satisfactory. That should, yeah. should be perfect. Uh, but I think it's prime time, if you think I am correct in this assumption, to move on to our listeners submitted story section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you to everyone who did submit your story. Uh, we love reading them and we love it when you send them even more. Um, so, so the stories we are going to be talking about today are by... Matt Said Words, Sarah Penguin, No no Goodbye, Calanero985, Hugo Mangers, and Nipotin. All right, so up first is by Matt Said Words with A Muddy Basement. That's right. Um, so this
0: story starts off with a young family around their TV. Uh, the father is... Um... Is fiddling with the the antenna to make sure that they can see the news, and mm-hmm. um, the the connection goes through for just a second. And the mother, Cindy, uh, she sees and um, sees the text is saying that the tornado is west of them and heading east, so it's heading right for them. Which I, I it's just a fun line to read. <laughs> it's heading right for us. I don't know. It's funny <laughs> to me. Anyway, um, and so Cindy is, is is in a bit of a panic. Um, outside their house is one of the few. Finished houses in the entire area, but there's a there's a house with a basement just across the way. So she goes and takes her her baby, um, in her arms. She uh, climbs down into the basement, um, and waits for her husband to show up, um, uh, Dennis, who was supposed to go get some stuff and uh she waits and waits and he he just doesn't arrive and the wind howls above them and um he just doesn't come down and she starts worrying so much about him what's she gonna do if if he's been literally sucked up by a tornado is she like alone now and these horrible thoughts but she climbs out she's covered in mud because the the basement was not finished um and the water was pouring in and uh, her baby is crying she climbs out and starts heading to her home, and that's where she sees him right in the middle of the road, packing up a camera. He was taking pictures. She's, <laughs> she's furious at him, and um, he explains, and, and he ends up laughing. He says uh, that she, that it, it turned out the tornado was actually heading south and not in their direction, and uh, so he was, yeah, he he just couldn't find her, and didn't know that it was so dirty down there. So, um, they go in and and they get cleaned up, and it's a little sweet ending. To, mm-hmm. to cap off a bunch of really worrying emotions
1: definitely yeah i was very happy that it uh that it basically ended pretty good i mean i was invested in this story i uh i think the prose really really does work to really fill out um the sort of uh, v- the sort of visuals within um this this story and uh i really do enjoy how it starts off in this place that's really relatable i mean at at least for me we we have all had those like really stormy nights when pretty much everything is um uh, knocked out and and you have to mess with the and antenna just to get some sort of uh some sort of entertainment right um but i i do find it funny but also like kind of why as to why the um as to why the uh, dad didn't try harder to really look for them and just said, "Ah, well, you know, they're they're fine," and then you know started taking uh, uh, uh and then uh, started taking pics. I thought that was a like really funny moment, and I do really like with within this story that is really ripe with this sort of tension and this and this uh worry that it turns out to be all fine at the very end. So really great job
0: yeah absolutely um one thing is um the the passage of time in it happens the the statement of it I think is is pretty uh quick and and soft uh, she says um she waited in the hole for what felt like hours and I think that was kind of like the entire entire statement of of the passing of time mm-hmm. and I think it may be emphasizing a bit of how like how interspersing like after you know an hour or whatever um is She worried about this or or that, and maybe like, um, yeah, extending out that that passage of of time a bit, uh, for us to to feel a bit more because it's something that I missed and I had a I had to go back and and check it
1: again. Mm, yeah, yeah. But thank you very much to Matt. Said words, and up next is by Sarah Penguin with a Paco Witch.
0: Um. So here, Julia is um has just ripped out the insides of a deer, and it's upset her stomach. and uh because it's you know it's a really it's a really gory thing um but uh bridget um uh another girl there is um basically like like heckling her for it for throwing up and and not you know just taking care of it and um there's some sort of like banter back and forth there's this implication that they're in a a coven a bunch of uh women out in the woods um so uh and we go through it and we sort of find out what's going on with the world there's some been some sort of some sort of apocalypse it's left vague but um our characters are also confused about it it seems like the army is um surrounding buildings and there's like some some buildings toppling and this is still after a very very long time of it going on and they worry about their their parents as well um and um but as we go through we have a little bit of of Uh, relationship building between uh bridget and julia that um they were previously dating at some point at some point before all this happened now they're together under some like tension um where uh they're they're sort of remaking a connection in this terrible time but at the same time they um you know they're still that um there's still the breakup in, in the past and the damaged relationship back then and um they you know bring up that old argument that 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 caused it and we can kind of see a little bit of both sides um but now in this 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 post um, <laughs> apocalypse for, you know setting everything back up it's kind of like those problems are not that that relevant anymore that argument's not super relevant anymore so maybe they can kind of try again is sort of the implication and um they end up uh, bas- basically promising to, to cuddle again tonight
1: <laughs> yeah so I really do like this story um, I like how the nature of this uh, apocalypse is so ambiguous you know because we aren't really hit with the answer it's just like oh it, it could be this it could be this and it um, and it but I do like how that is not the main focus of this story and it and it decides to focus a lot more on these two Uh, on these two characters who did have this sort of this sort of connection and i do like how we go into that and and sort of traverse how those old issues aren't really too relevant anymore so i mean overall i just think the story is constructed very well and it uh and it does ask enough questions to uh garner a uh a another version so really great job
0: yeah um i i very much enjoyed the the you know background that was built in sort of different ways that they talked about their past not only with each other but also with their families and things um
1: yeah Mm -hmm. all right up next is by no goodbye with retreat um so we open here with sort of
0: implication that uh the planet's gonna end um (laughs) i i think is the implication um Or otherwise, uh, you know, there's something um, worrying going to happen later on um, with with the world just dying. And uh, humanity is launching spaceships, but um, that's not really what we're talking about right now. Uh, Here, uh, Maya and... Maya and Sandra, sorry, are... um, they're on a road trip together. They're driving away in the background. They see that ship flying up and they sort of regret that they can't go on. But the only way to have gone on is with basically a um, a ticket that you get by uh, being in a family. But um, Maya's family, the only way that she could have gone with them is if, they, if she renounced her homosexuality. So she wasn't able to get the ticket with them. And now she's not gonna. She regrets how... Um, how what would like a petty way to to go and how how low her her parents sunk and she's kind of you know ranting about that to her um her girlfriend sandra and it's like finally a release to finally be angry at her and things but um they continue on driving and it's like it, it, there's some you know we, we really tell how much they care about each other and how Sandra is supporting her and, and Maya at the very least. I mean she sacrificed being able to go into into space and away from this dying planet to be with Sandra. And uh, there's some cute little flirting stuff, even though they're like clearly in a committed relationship where they get a little bit flustered with uh, with each other and it's mm. it's very cute. Um But they um they tell each other that they love each other. Uh they're going somewhere where um they're going basically to a bunker uh, far away and it's not gonna last you know forever but since we'll be together for a while that's kind of all that matters
1: yeah definitely uh i really dig how this story f- focuses on a personal tragedy you know even though the the world is at its end um we are we are focusing on on these two and like the reasons and as to why one of them was wasn't able to to go on the ship and sort of how they're pining for uh, how they're pining for this last beacon of of hope while at the same time feeling very comfortable with each other so yeah i just think that the uh, that the sentiment that the story is trying to get uh, across is is really really strong and it does help me really care for these For these characters and you know at at least hope for their safety so yeah really really great job i i really like this one
0: yeah i really like that notion of um with the struggle with the the parents of how um you know you really hope for someone to to change when it really comes down to it and then they don't and Mm -hmm. um you just kind of have to live with that and um yeah i like the exploration of that in this piece
1: yeah definitely definitely all right, up next is by Calanero985 with old habits.
0: So this is an interesting story uh, We open with the, with an intriguing line Heads up, the, the dead kid <laughs> Called from across the quad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as we go so, so the main thing in the story is the slow Reveal to us of what the situation That Kaylee is in What has happened to this world mm-hmm. um, And so here uh, Outside there is A dead kid playing frisbee And uh, Kaylee can kind of tell the time of day uh, Just by, you know, what ceased. Saying and at what point, and she's inside of her dorm with a bunch of other girls who are sleeping on on the floor, and they have to um, keep out of the way of the other dead people. So the the implication that a lot of people are dead, and they just do their routine throughout the day of whenever this first happened, or when the mist came in, um, which uh, at first was just misty, and uh, then there just became more and more water, um, and eventually it was like uh, it, it was it was tall enough to like envelop people and during the night basically everyone that was enveloped by mist just vanished and um uh, we sort of it, not just vanished but the next day we're back in this sort of zombified um <laughs> form carrying out their uh, their daily routine, the the routine they that they were first on, but dead and rotting, and anyone that tries to budge, budge them gets beaten to death or ripped to pieces by this uh, walking script zombie.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I really dig this concept. I mean, it's something that I think I've only seen once be before. So it's a so it's a really fresh take on um quote unquote zombies, right? But I. Really do like how this story focuses a lot more on the really personal sadness that this person is is feeling. I mean, they have feelings of being left out while while also trying to grasp with the sort of new reality. And I really do like the moment when she kind of looks at the um at the zombie playing playing a frisbee. With a certain uh, with a certain amount of envy, which which really does kind of bring uh, across the a point to where like even though they are in this sort of zombified state, it seems that they can still go on with a, with a section of their their life. So yeah this this story raises a, um, a, a lot of questions. it is it is constructed really well and I uh, really dig the, the voice. a so, really great job.
0: Yeah, um, I thought it was such an interesting um, setup and and obviously the the whole mystery of it, it's incredibly intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously as this is a, you know, do the right things for us, I don't imagine that there's like a huge backstory of like, ooh, why is this here? What is it? Where did it come from? Is it aliens or, or what? Um, but I, I think that's what's so um, interesting about, you know, you just put out this mystery and people like need to know and, mm-hmm. and want to know um, all about it. So yeah, I I've <laughs> I'm really interested in in this idea. And I love, yeah, just seeing a a mystery like that by just writing something strange.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, all right. Up next is by Nippotin with Vignette 2.
0: So as the title suggests, this is a very short piece. Mm -hmm. Um, Just describing uh, someone being uh, dragged into a barn, snow in their mouth, and um, we have dialogue without quotations, which sort of makes it. Um, actually, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know exactly how to how to characterize the how that changes the um, how you read it. But yeah. I guess it makes it more feel like thought,
1: perhaps. Similar, yeah. I mean, I I think since it blends ve- like since it blends very well with the normal voice, it it almost seems like the whole thing is a thought, but. It also delves in between that and description. So yeah, it's uh, it's very it's very it's very interesting how this story is constructed. Sure, yeah.
0: Um, but what we see here is that there is a man and uh, a girl with this other man having been dragged in, um, presumably like tied up and uh, unable to resist. And uh, the 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 big backed man tells the small girl, hands her a gun, and basically teaches her how to shoot this random guy who uh, pleads to them in his final moments. And it <laughs> is very... <laughs> um, yeah, he, he gets uh, executed by this little girl, apparently, which is um, it, it's surprising and, and shocking, but uh, it's an interesting scene to be set up.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, after reading this, I'm just hit with the question, what happened? what 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 happened to really cause this but at the same time i really do enjoy what we have here i mean it is definitely sort of taking on a a different form of of writing that that at the same time really lets you get deeper into the emotions that that are happening right right here you know so I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just really like it. And I think that because it's so ambiguous, the only thing we can really latch on is this really strong emotion, you know, as this, this man is, is pleading for his, his life as the, the girl is, is holding the gun. And yeah, I think that this story is just really strong, focusing on this one soul moment. So great job.
0: Yeah, yeah, I um, I always love these these short sort of just imagery um, pieces and how we just enter this idea of the scene and then and then we leave it
1: because what else do we need to know about it really? Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Well, alright. Our final story for this week is by Hugo Magner's with Writers Block. So
0: this is an interesting story, and it it sort of feels a little bit meta as we start. Um, But as we go, um, basically, this uh, writer, he four years ago, wrote a um, book sort of about superpowers, sort of an autobiography called Mindful Man. It was very successful, um, and everyone wanted him to uh, make a sequel. Everyone was putting pressure on him to make a sequel. But whenever he sat down, he just couldn't. He did literally everything else but... um, but write this, the sequel that he was supposed to do. And that was a lot of pressure. Um, and, uh, that's when he got a solution uh, in an email. Um, this thing called hypnotech, which would have been a, a it was, uh, basically like a two day spa where then he was going to get a uh, hooked up to this, uh, technology that would basically suck out all of the ideas that he, that he had. And after two days, uh, he'd be able to use those ideas and do whatever he wants with them. Um, so he goes there and it, it's half a million dollars, but he, he does that anyway. And he goes, uh, but when he's, when he wakes up, it's been more than two days. It's been two years. And they take him to a room that is just covered with uh, books and, and movies and things. 256 novels, 14 movies, 12 original TV series. And they're all credited to the acronym that he agreed to to sign under, and uh, so apparently, also that he was the first person to ever undergo this treatment, and um, he leaves, and now now he he writes directly to the audience uh, that he needs help. That this sounds ridiculous, but it's it's real. All of those books uh, published under uh, Rupert Pupkin um, is uh, they're 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 not um, uh, Rupert's actual books. It's it's they're his books. And he's been stolen from, and now this thing called Hypnotech is just completely gone. And uh, he needs people to 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 help him. And that's when it sort of, um, uh, it abruptly sort of ends with uh, an editor's note from R. Poopkin that says um, that this is just a fiction. And unfortunately, the writer of this blog passed away hours after this. How tragic. Mm. Um which sort of sets up a a little mystery there
1: yeah definitely i mean if they didn't steal all of your ideas this seems like something i would do just suck out all my thoughts and then and then make shit shit with it but (laughs) but yeah i think this this story is really great because because you know uh, i mean as you said, at at first, I I thought this would be a funny meta story, but then as we sort of get deeper, we 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 find out that this is more so of a sci-fi horror, and I think it's handled really well. I mean, at at first, we are we are learning more about this this company after getting what the core what the core issue is. And then it just sort of takes this like left turn when he, when he wakes up two years later, and then there's, and then there's just so much that is, that has happened since. So, yeah, I think that, that this story is a uh, really strong because it, it, it feels like that there's nothing extra added. It just keeps pushing forward and um forward. And then it ends in this very, it's very, I would say spooky place. So I mean overall, yeah, I just I just really loved this this story and I would love to see maybe something more from this this world cuz this is a really nice core concept. So, great job.
0: Yeah, um one thing that I I really um i really enjoyed about it it's just uh this is a feeling that i've definitely had and i I wish it got a um there was a a machine for this but obviously uh i think there's there's stuff that would be lost in that um actually i think that's something that could have been explored a little bit more of like um what particularly is like the loss of of this author what Mm -hmm. like what is he the most upset about is it that they're doing it under, uh, is it that it was more than what they told him it would be? Is it that, um, he's actually n- not getting any other credit, but in that case, it's like, he, did he really actually write it? Cause it was really just uh, his ideas and not his actual like work. Mm-hmm. Um, is it because they stolen all his money or, you know, whatever it is. I think that would be something to, 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 to add in some more information on and maybe, you know, put some thematic twists on that.
1: Yeah. Uh, did it ever go into if he got paid for it?
0: I think it seemed like it was implied when when he was going into it that he would be. Okay, uh, but I think it's sort of implied afterwards that he wasn't. So I'm not I'm not
1: entirely sure. Mm, okay, okay. But either way, really great job. And all right, th- those are all of our stories for this week of of do the right thing. So we would like to give a big old thank you to everyone who did submit a story. So thank you very much to Matt said words. Thank you to Sarah Penguin. Thank you. No goodbye.
0: Thank you, Kellanero 985 Thank you, Nippleton. And thank you, Hugu
1: Magners. Mm-hmm. And we would also like to say thank you to everyone who did leave two or more comments. Leaving comments can not only uh, allow you to show your own views on uh, your own story, but you are providing someone else with crucial feedback that can help both of y'all become better writers. So thank you very much to Haunt of the Heron. Matt said words, no goodbye, and Sarah Penguin. Thank you so much for leaving comments. Hell fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, no, I, I always appreciate seeing, seeing comments uh, and uh, the discussion going back and forth and, and, and things like that. Y'all are
1: fantastic. Yeah, definitely. If you want to be like all of these wonderful writers and submit your stories to do the right thing, you can do that by going to slash r slash do the right thing on Reddit. All you have to do is sit down for 30 minutes and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words.
0: Then we come on the podcast, we read... (laughs) I'm just kidding. I almost... I almost go through. Um... Yeah, if you want to find out the words as soon as they come out, the best place to do that is on Twitter, which actually I forgot to post the words on Twitter today. <gasps> so I have to do that right after we finish this, um, which uh, our, our Twitter is at right thing cast. You can also follow just Doof Media in general at Doof Media, where uh, you get notifications on all the wonderful stuff that we're we're doing. Not literally everything, but whenever there's, you know, a particularly special thing. We just did a book club on the book, uh, The Ocean at the End of the at the end of the lane, mm. uh, which I thought was really, really cool. I only tuned in for a little bit of that because I haven't actually read the book. But if you ever read that book, uh, there's where you go. And there's always uh, so much else. The uh, deconstruction direct Deconstructing Director series on Guillermo del-, del Toro is still continuing. They covered Pacific Rim just a couple weeks ago. They covered um, uh, Crimson Peak just recently. And I think mm. probably The Shape of Water is just coming up. I'm not sure, quite sure what day, but yep. And uh, lastly, a little little plug, um, or, or two plugs actually, um, on the Pale Reflections podcast, even if you're not reading Pale, um, they started doing a, uh, a role-playing game on it, which I forgot to mention. Um, it's called Pace. It's sort of a, a setting that's kind of the setting of Pale and, and Pact just a bit, but it's also got its own twist. Um, and it's done by Ruben and Elliot, and the, their intro is fantastic. And they've got <laughs> some fun characters, and it's done with some other uh, people of the the community. So, so that's that's really cool. Um, the very last thing we're doing is um, so we've had a tradition in the past two years of doing a um, sort of March Madness sort of thing. Um, <laughs> uh, with uh, the first year was uh, characters from Worm, and then the second. Um, the, the the second year was characters from Ward And now that Scott and Matt Are covering Kingslingers They they want to hold off doing all the characters In the Stephen King books Until they, they cover some more other King books uh, Not in the Dark Tower series um, So instead They're doing a March's Madness Of all the movies That the Doofcast cast has ever covered So if you want to participate in the voting for that uh, you Just go to the Doof Media Website and it's uh, it's right there so, um, that's how you would get, you would get voting on, uh, on, on what the best movie is and how they compare. Although if you do vote, try to, um, try to, even if it's a movie you haven't seen, you know, try to, try to be fair to it. Cause someone, someone, and I know who the someone is, I know who the someone was, someone is, someone voted for Avatar, The Last Airbender, the movie. Mm. Um, and I was just so, and, and the, the, the person that did that, knows who they are, and I'm extremely ashamed to ever have worked with them. (laughs) Um, So, I need y'all to rectify that sort of mistake whenever it appears.
1: Hmm. I don't know. It's a pretty good movie. Just saying.
0: Uh, no, Jarvis, no, don't be the second person (laughs) that I have to shun in my life. Please.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, alright. That is all that is happening in Doof Media, but... Let's talk about what's happening next week on "Do the Right Thing" episode ninety nine of "Do the Right Thing." So next week, our topic will be regret. Uh, so, so y'all can. I write- didn't. I uh, sorry.
0: I didn't. I didn't think about what the implications of our like special episode ninety nine. Uh, you know, coming so far in the podcast, and then the theme being regret. That was not. <laughs>
1: Strong intentional. I don't
0: I don't regret making this podcast. <laughs> who knows we we might have a we might have a guest on for that. I'm not sure yet, but but we'll see. I, I I'm trying to get Scott to be on. And uh, I think this when we had him scheduled, but mm. I'm not entirely sure. So if, if <laughs> who knows, maybe maybe we'll change the theme for for him cuz I, I do want him to write a story. So Man, I don't want to constrain him too regret. much. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. Um um, and in the 100th episode, we'll be something neat as well. And probably 101 as well. Well, we'll we'll do something. Yeah,
1: we're we're just going to mix it up for as long as we possibly can. Um
0: But yeah, write a story uh, about regret, you know, explore that idea. What does it mean to regret? How does it differ from guilt? How do we deal mm-hmm. with it? Where does it inspire? Is it good or bad and to what extent?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And the words to to accompany this topic are noble center Mosque and apology. That's right. So a
0: noble, which is someone that is um sort of aristocratic, mm-hmm. but in like the positive senses It is a rank. Um, so you it it is a rank. You can be a noble or something um, can be you no know, of noble rank. It, it can be, you know, used in different ways. Or someone can have a, a noble bearing, which is to be all those virtues of the aristocracy that they never really had, but we can kind of imagine them having, mm-hmm. uh, you know, honorable and a bunch of other things. Uh, the center, uh, which is, I, I thought we had done that word before, but apparently we hadn't, um, which is um, the origin, the, the uh, part, farthest from the outside, the middle. Uh, then we have... Um, uh, an apology, which is when you say sorry to someone oh. and you mean it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to you know, mean why... it. Exactly. I think that fits quite well with regret. And then finally, a mosque, which is a place of worship for uh, Muslim people. So, um, I don't know if I need to elaborate on that. That's that's just, <laughs> it's, it's a building. It's a building, self-explanatory.
1: folks. self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, what story are you going to grace us with next week? uh good quest shun
0: uh i'm gonna write about this pair of nobles that they were the true uh people that controlled this one city the city uh of uh, kabul they they mm. controlled the city of kabul, kabul and they were so very powerful and the sultan who who was actually centered out of baghdad Um, I don't even know if these are actually the same country. I'm really sorry. Uh, I mean, they were probably both controlled by the Persian Empire at some point, at the very least. Um, Or a Persian Empire. There was a lot of... Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm not doing good already. (laughs) Um, These two nobles, they wanted to put... Um, a mosque at the center of town. Uh, Why? Because they had burned the other mosques down because there was a siege and they didn't (gasps) surrender, even though they should have. So as an apology, they built this mosque, and on the final day, they were uh, cutting the red tape, and then uh, lightning came and and smited them because um, uh, paying a lot of money for a pretty building uh, does not make up for being a dick, so...
1: Mm, okay okay you know what i think that holds a really good message um mm. so the story i will be writing next week which probably doesn't have a good message whatsoever um it's gonna uh it's gonna be centered around this very small character named flynn lynn and you see flynn flynn lynn is right in the middle the center of the city he he works with the criminals and and the cops making sure that that both of them never has the the advantage over the other. Well, of of course, since he is this, since he is such a prominent since he is such a prominent figure within this city, a, a lot of people try to in investigate him, It's trying to find out more and more about this sort of mythical guy who's who's just floating through through the uh, the city. Well, after one in, after one incident where his wife does die, uh, he sees the error of of his own ways. He sees that maybe it isn't good just to play the the field, and maybe you do need to stand for something. So he goes to the police chief, chief, and says sorry. Gives him the most sincere uh, uh, apology he possibly can um and then he goes to a mosque because he is muslim what a good noodle yeah he is a uh, really good good noodle and you know i think uh choosing the side of good versus evil or uh, ne- or, or a neither is a um really good idea
0: hey tangent right uh, right after the episode's over um, so there's like this notion all the time That there always has to be balance and I always think that's so Fucking stupid yeah. because like What like balance between What like good like, and evil they say Like good and evil but like that's it's okay it's like it's very to 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 balance to balance every birth there has to be a murder Mm. no that's dumb (laughs) like you just just don't have murder just do something else that is true
1: that's true
0: for for every kind word you have to get an insult no no no, you don't you can just have
1: kindness and just kindness i think that concept is a thing because a lot of bad things happen to, to people so people would like to believe that no matter how much bad you are going through it always swings back you know there is that balance but really there, there's no balance whatsoever I mean hell everything could, could go horribly wrong and uh, there's no guarantee that it will go horribly wrong horribly right my favorite that's all, folks. Do the right
0: thing. Do the right thing. Yay. I need to eat so bad. I'm going to stop.